Dump on the ump. Season 5, week 22. The B-Block. Ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Coming at you straight from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight are Sam and Jesse. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, Joel. This is is Sam. I'm broadcasting at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, you got Jesse over here from uh, the wilds of upstate central New York. Coming and, live. <laughs> deep in the wilderness of the finger. Deep in the wilderness. Deep 400 feet into the lake. I rise out. <laughs> What's the lake monster's name? Champy? Is that Vermont? That sounds very oh, yeah. kind. Champy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just Champ. Champ. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Before we get going, I want to plug all of our social media platforms. You may be listening to us on SoundCloud.com. You may be listening to us on Apple iTunes. If so, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can tweet at us at DumpOnTheUmp. Check us out on Facebook. We have a WordPress blog and an Instagram feed. So uh, get in touch with us. our last Instagram story got viewed by like a lot of sex bots. So oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of sex, sex Instagram feeds looking at that. Oh, I'm excited. We'll have to talk about that next. next episode. Um, if you didn't check out our earlier episode about headlines and hot takes, please do that. Um, this is the B block. We're going to talk about one topic in depth. Now, kind of a. a entry point to this week's topic is Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. All-Star voting has opened up last week, starting the annual popularity contest, which often leaves some small franchise stars feeling snubbed. You look at the list right now, it is full of Dodgers and Yankees and Astros, and not all of them deserve to be there. Last year, however, the Cleveland Indians sent a whopping six players to the All-Star Game. However, due to injuries and a franchise rebuild, the Indians are currently in danger of having zero representatives at the same time this year. No Jose Ramirez, no Francisco Lindor. Uh, they got rid of who they who they lose. Sam, what pitcher did they lose? Who? Right? I think they like lost their relief pitchers that were there were like two relief pitchers that went last year. I think that they don't have anymore. Kluber is injured. Um, Edwin Encarnacion, I don't know if he went to the All-Star game last year, but he plays for Seattle now. Uh-huh. Brad? Yeah. Did Brad Hand? Maybe Brad Hand. Francisco yeah. Lindor was injured at the beginning of the year. Jose Ramirez is having a shitty year. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about this before. The Indians thought that they could get away with rebuilding on the fly because they looked at a weak AL Central. But add to this, you've got an exciting and ascendant Minnesota Twins team and your upstart White Sox squad, Dark Horse White Sox, hashtag White Sox, as playing Sox, <laughs> we are going to get over that 500 hump, guys. I believe it. <laughs> no, you're not. 
Indians could finish third in the depressing AL Central. So, this leads us to a B-block topic, which is sports fan disenfranchisement. At what point are these fans going to give up on these depressing, mediocre teams who cannot uh, compete actively in their divisions or their leagues? Now, joining us is uh, Dump on the Ump founder and special guest Jesse, who is a lifelong Seattle area sports fan. So, Jesse, what does this mean to you? At what point are you just ready to cut the cord from your uh, home sports team? Thanks, Joel. Uh, well, you know, it's an interesting, interesting idea. Uh, I feel like depends on the teams. You know, it's the Seahawks, the cord kind of shriveled up at some point, and they just sort of disintegrated. Uh, the Sonics, the cord got ripped off. <laughs> and the Mariners cord is like, hell, it's, it's being held on by like a hair right now. So I, I'm not necessarily cutting the cord for the Seattle Mariners, but I guess the season started and, you know, it looked like they were going to rebuild. And obviously that's what they were built to do. And then they won, you know, 15, 13 to 15 games and smacked a zillion home runs. And everyone was like, oh, well, look at the Mariners. They're going to do it this year. It's like, no, they're not, you fucking idiots. Like, it's just, this is a fluke. And the, not only are they going to regress to the mean, they're going to regress far right. below the mean, you know? So regress to the median, whatever it would be. Um, That's right, yeah. Um, so my feeling is I'm just, this is a wash this season, unfortunately. And uh, last year was the heartbreak year for Seattle because I mean it's just there's been a number of heartbreak years the last five years, but it it, it just seems like they. I mean, this is a new team this year. That's the thing. That last year was the end of a certain era of, of a lot of players, and this is this is the the new Mariners really, which is just a bunch of young players and a bunch of people like Edwin Encarnacion who are not going to be there next year, you know, likely. Um, so do I want to cut the cord? I don't even need to. I, they'll still be there if I just stop paying attention for long periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that kind of my follow-up question is, how do sports teams, sports franchises, how do they find their fan bases shrivel up and die? like lakes and ponds because mm. I think there are lots of ways that that can happen. If I'm a Cleveland Indians fan, maybe I'm not abandoning the Indians because they've had recent success, right. you know, multiple division titles, even though the division's been weak and the world series that they went to seven games just three years ago, but I would be pretty lost. Yeah. I remember that they lost, Sam. Thank you. For you about that. <clears throat> well, but that's, I think that's important. That's why I bring it up. It's like, it's, there's a big difference between going to a seventh game in a World Series and losing and going to a seventh game in a World Series and winning. Like, there's a huge difference. Right. Was that the year they lost to the Cubs? Cubs. Yeah. Cubs, yeah. Right. That was the Bartman year, right? No, that was the Aldous Chapman uh, World oh, Series yeah. year. That was 
I had to stay up till 4 a.m. on a school night to watch the fucking Cubs win the World Series. Right. God, I'm so mad about that. Why'd you guys make me mad again? Now I'm taking off my... <laughs> taking off your pants? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you're right, because I would want to contrast that with the, the Kansas City Royals, who won a World Series. Right? right. And they so, went two years and one. Yeah, and now they suck, but... I feel like Kansas City fans are way more content than Cleveland Indian fans. Right. I, I don't know. I was just went to some games in Kansas City, and there weren't a lot of people in the ballpark that weren't Red Sox fans, honestly. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> right. Mm. But I think, I think that's what it is. It's like it takes a combination of championships or, like, playoff appearances paired with, like, very exciting superstars is what you mm-hmm. get is how you get people to like pay attention to you and going back to Seattle like how many years did Felix Hernandez like right. single-handedly anchor down the, the totally. like everybody in Seattle was watching the Mariners at least once every five games right. yeah. to watch him pitch oh, and, and that's that like was a thing. true of me too yeah yeah that's and before that thing. was Ken Griffey Jr. because <clears throat> even when Ken Griffey Jr. was playing I mean they didn't make the playoffs every year with him. No, but right. they were competitive and never they, they made it the furthest they ever had with under while he was playing. Yeah. So that sort of became, you know, for the legend for lack of a better word, that they made it to like, you know, the <laughs> ALCS. You know, it's like it's the saddest <laughs> thing in the fucking world. It's like <laughs> the nineteen ninety five Mariners. Almost made it, you know? <laughs> yes. No one remembers that unless you're like, grew up, unless you were 12 years old like I was, you know? Yeah. Right. But that's the sort of thing that can like lock in a young right. sports player, you know? Absolutely. A, a, like, right. electric ball player is something that can like get people to think about their team right. more often. Well, right, which is Edgar Martinez and. Randy Johnson and Joey Cora and Jay Buhner. I never, honestly, Griffey, I always thought was like such a showboat, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He, he would drop fucking catches in center field. He would make amazing catches, but he was a showboat. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I have no idea. Just know him from like the Nike uh, ads. Uh, I actually got to see him play twice, though. Once for the Cincinnati Reds and once for the White Sox. Hmm. You might argue that he was a showman, though, and not necessarily just a showboater. Because, like, that guy produced. That's true, yeah. And was, like, a plus fielder and a plus base runner and a way plus hitter. Yeah. Uh, I think he I was just like... young. He was just really young. So it's, he, he, he would do these th- He would, like, it just was, you know, when people don't hustle sometimes and it just seems like they're. Right. Hot dogging. Hot dog in it, exactly. Yeah. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. You gotta they, hustle. Call me, they call me coach. You got to make your free throws. Nobody cares if you can dunk if you don't make your free throws. That's angry coach, Joel. Okay. And make your free throws. This is whipping your leg with a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> uh, okay, you know, it reminds me, growing up, rooting for the Portland Trailblazers, who have always been consistently good. Um, and when I was, you know, they went to uh, they went to the NBA Finals in '91 and lost to Detroit. 
and then went again in 93 and lost to the Chicago Bulls. Mm. That was my formative years of fan fandom. And so that made me a Portland Trailblazers fan through the ups and downs since then. And they've had bad seasons, but they've never been consistently sucky over the next <laughs> you know, 15, 20 years. Right. So I sure. wonder how much that matters. And, then, you know, basketball is a different sport, functions differently. Um, and so now I'm thinking about the <clears throat> good. Well, I was just going to say also, like, you have, I guess you have an MLS soccer team in Portland. Yeah. But other than that, like, there's nothing else out there for right. people. Like, that's another thing. It's like, you know, Cleveland fans have other avenues. And they're all pretty terrible, I guess. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. Yikes. <laughs> they had LeBron. They don't have LeBron anymore. And he got them their one championship. Like... The sting of losing the 2016 World Series, I imagine, was soothed a little bit by the fact that they won the NBA Finals that a few months earlier. Right. Like, if they'd lost the NBA Finals and then lost the World Series, man, I feel bad for Cleveland. Right. It's uh, But I just I think that baseball especially needs to, <clears throat> like, Baseball in this era of like micro saber metrics or whatever the fuck they call it, and like really intense <laughs> sports analyzing of statistics, <clears throat> it really takes away like who's who is the showboat? Like who's a sh- like MLB showman now? Like who is the person who's like you know kind of dogging it on the base pads and like goofing around that everybody loves because he's like the best? Like. Mike Trout, mm-hmm. no. Oh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> like Mike Trout, no. Right. Um, <laughs> the weatherman. The weatherman. Um, Mookie Betts. Mookie I mean, Betts, maybe. Tim yeah, Anderson, if he if he gets good enough. Tim uh, Anderson, he's good. He, he's right now. Tim Anderson is fourth in All Star voting. I voted for him today. Um, he's hitting three twenty still, but like. He's, you know, he's Mr. Batflip. He is now Mr. Let the Kids Play. So right. I, I would market the shit out of him if I could. Right. Uh, I don't know, like, Cody Bellinger? Christian Yelich is all right. Yeah. Yelich is uh, a pretty good Instagram feed. Yeah. Um, but I think that, <clears throat> yeah, it's all about trying to figure out. It's uh, keeping a fan base, especially in this era where it's like you build a team for 10 years to make a run at the world series for like three years. Right. That's like, or four or five years. Like that's the Houston Astros model that everybody seems to be adopting. It's like, we're going to get rid of, you know, we're going to fire sale all of our old people and like a shitload of prospects and just hope that it pans out so that seven years from now, we're winning a hundred games and there's enough money in television advertisement that they can afford to do that. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what the Mariners are doing right now. And um, hopefully their rise will coincide with the decline of the Astros because otherwise they're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
or you're the LA Angels who just happen to have A, the best player in Major League Baseball, and B, the most fun, marketable player in Shohei Otani, and you're like 30 and 32. And you're right. just, yeah, we're cool with that. God, I get so mad at the Angels. I don't even, like, I don't hate the Angels. Oh, I, I do. Just, I just get, I know you do. They're like division rivals. You should hate them. But they make me so mad that they're like, yeah, we, we just kind of suck. Or, like, we're mediocre. We're cool with that. Right, right. Um, we're going to Mike Trout $600 million. $600 million. Because it's been panning out. Like, having him be our only good player has totally panned out for us thus far. <laughs> yeah. well, I think they just made it so he can't leave the stadium. He just has to stay at the line. Right. A Quinta in that's inside of the. Uh, he doesn't want to. He just, yeah, he's fine with that though. It's like yeah. as long as they have the weather channel in his hotel room, <laughs> that's all he needs. And yeah. Like he probably just eats Doritos. I would imagine that's his uh, only like, form of caloric some... intake. Another <laughs> bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Coke? Yeah, <laughs> Doritos and like seeds, you know. <laughs> and about two. Yeah, about about two probably. <laughs> Yeah, he's gross. Um, okay, let's get back to the Indians, though, because I would be pissed if I were... Two things, two observations. I would be pissed if I were an Indians fan, and I felt like my team was a tactical error, that they thought that they didn't have to compete this year, so they got rid of all these good players, and then they have some untimely injuries, and now they're in danger of not making the play. When you should have had that division on lockdown. On the flip side, kudos to the Minnesota Twins for being like, hey, don't tell anybody, but the Indians are going to kind of suck this year. Right. This year. Let's go get Nelson Cruz. Right. And then Jonathan Scoop. Yeah. And Rosario Scoop. is going to be like really good. He's been good for a couple of years. Has he been? Like, this is the yep. first year that I've seen him on top of everyone's list. And so, and then we were playing in the AO Central with, like, three shit teams and the Cleveland Indians. We can just win this. Mm-hmm. That's smart baseball. Yes, sir. Yeah, they, they like, saw their opportunity. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, like, what a front smart office in these small market teams have to do is, like, pay attention see their opportunity, and then when they get it, they got to hit it because then they have a chance for, like, real a real bump in money. Like, the Astros are a huge money-making team now, but they didn't used to be. Like, I think they're on top of, like, merch sales in the major leagues or were last year, maybe. And, like, and they really got multiple marketable <clears throat> players. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Altuve is good when he's healthy and marketable. And yeah. Greg is marketable, and George Springer is kind of marketable. Justin Verlander, right. very marketable. Like, right. Those are all guys who are good at baseball and, like, you can put in your your toilet ads. What was it? What was it that Verlander? Third stall. Third stall. Yeah, but what the fuck was he selling? Was, it, was that, like, an adult diaper? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what it is. <laughs> no, he uh, always shits in the third stall. Yeah, it's something about him, his superstitions. He always counts to three. But what is it he's selling? That's bad advertising, if I remember laughing oh, at him. Flonase? 
Oh. Yeah, he's I think the, he's the okay. spokesperson for Flonase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I actually don't think that was Flonase. Okay. That was, That's that a really good name else. for a pharmaceutical. Flonase. Yeah. And then, oh, Tuve, he sells like chocolate milk or something random like that. <laughs> 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 he sells, yeah. Like, I love the most, like, Especially local, I don't know. I wish I watched more local TV so I could see the local ads that the baseball players market. Um, uh, Jamie Jamie Moyer used to do ads for the Brown Bear Car Wash in Seattle. No, that's not true. He did he did it for this uh, windshield repair, like auto glass company. That's what it yeah. was. He would throw baseballs through the glass. That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, I'm no. 600 years old, and I'll break your windows. <laughs> that's my favorite. I God, that's that's what makes baseball great. Local local TV ads is like your third string pitcher or something like that. All right. So I think uh, here's my theory, and now I'm just coming up with. A fan can cut ties with the team, A, through consistent badness, right? Uh-huh. Just being horrible every year and never having an up year. Right. E, like blatant mismanagement, which is what I think we're seeing in Cleveland, right? And the Mets. And the Mets. Yeah. yeah that's like, we'll call it blatant Metsing your franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a C of some kind? Yeah. Of, yeah. Well, the question is like with the Mariners, like you, you, you burn down the club and then like, well, who the fuck do I have to root for? I'm not going to root for a team that's purposely going to lose. Right. I'm just not going to watch. It's like, fuck that. But then also like enough time goes by and do I really feel connected anymore? You know what I mean? Like it's not the team I liked you know, yeah, but you also 24 live- years ago. You also live in upstate New York. Well, right. that's well, what that I was going to say. Right, right, right. There's yeah. like a geographical Distance. disconnect. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. I think, I think it, that, uh, you know, in this, like, everybody's moving everywhere all over the country, and baseball is a hyper-regional sport. It's, like, way more regional than, say, basketball or football, I would say. I agree. Mm-hmm. It may be less regional than hockey, but <clears throat> I think that it's, you know, it's hard to get – you know, you can't go to the water cooler or the wine cooler in the Finger Lakes and talk to your bros about the, you know, Mariners game. No, they only care about the Bills. <laughs> I, 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 I can't stress that enough. I, I, I really, and they all assume I know anything about it. And I just like, they just, you know, when people talk to you about a sports team and they like, right. they talk to you about like, oh, you know, like the front, like the, 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 you know the center or whatever, like the defensive yeah. end, you know, the backup defensive end for the Bills. It's like, yeah, dude, we talk so much shit about the Buffalo Bills on this podcast. Like, you just got to go back to football season, yeah, and you'll get some really good just, if you want to like troll all of your friends. Jesse, just listen to the podcast, just listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, I cut my ties, <laughs> right? You can cut your ties. From the Mariners and then reinvest them and dump on the ump and just like become a fan. <laughs> do, do you do you do you talk a lot of shit about Josh Allen, the the like rookie quarterback? Uh, he talked a lot of shit about no. Nathan Peterman, the guy who kept oh, throwing all oh the. Oh my gosh, 
Peterman is such a piece of shit. I watched the game at my buddy's house. He was so bad. We so have also like the the Bills Peterman. keep hiring people that the New York Jets have cast aside. Oh, I know. And that's like what a mistake. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are like the only team in the NFL that looks at the Jets and are like, oh hell yeah. Those guys, those guys don't want Rex Ryan. Get some of that over here. Like, oh, he ran that entire franchise into the ground. Yeah. Give me some of that. Jesse, you know, listen to an episode where we talked about the time that Donald Trump tried to buy the Buffalo Bills. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah I right. know about that. Yeah. Oh, God. And then Maybe eventually Donald Trump was like, not even I want to buy the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, maybe I'll have maybe I'll have a better chance with the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of which, okay. So why are people still Buffalo Bills fans? Second of all, what's up with the Bills Mafia? Third of all, what's up with that guy who died? That super fan who died who would dress like a... Mexican professional wrestler to every Buffalo Bills game and then he died and the Bills like released a very like heartwarming PR video to this like what to me looks like a crazy person. Well, it, it all comes back to like you know your whole Portland argument it's like there's nothing else there you guys <laughs> yeah. who are they going to root for like the University of Buffalo, like the SUNY there, like it's that's it. There's there there's there it is a fine city. I was actually born there. It's a for all intents and purposes, it is a place. We love in you, New Buffalo. York State. We love you, Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna... Sorry, we should go there. No, we should never... go there. Yeah, home yeah. Of the, home of the Buffalo Wing. You know, it's you know they've single-handedly killed more chickens that city than uh, and this you know oh it boggles the mind the Buffalo Wing the food I thought you like I was was like is that your minor league baseball team the Buffalo (laughs) no the the the, the oh that would be so good though no it's the Buffalo the Buffalo Wings the Buffalo Bisons okay man they should change it yeah (laughs) because that's redundant first of all second of all. It should be the Buffalo Wings, and it should just be like a hot wing. The mascot is a hot wing that's like always, every time that they hit a home run, the hot wing (laughs) dives into a pool of blue cheese dressing. (laughs) And then there's like carrot and celery stick races around the outfield. That sounds delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like it just slides down a slide into a pool of blue cheese. Hmm. <clears throat> anyway, get their marketing guy on the phone. Yeah, tell him I, right. tell him I got some ideas for them. I yeah. mean, it, you could probably find his number and call him, and he'd be like, "Hey, this is... right. like, <laughs> no one's called me in months." <laughs> <laughs> it turns out everyone up here's name is Dave, so just assume his name is Dave. It's, just, it's like every every person over the age of forty that's a male is named Dave for some reason. It's like an ongoing joke amongst my coworkers. It's like, no, is is it was it Dave? Yeah, it was Dave. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so, but you think that? I just feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think once the Patriots really, once Brady retires, and if if and when the Patriots 
fall apart for a couple seasons, that's when they'll come. That's when the, the Bills will really Wait, shine. Never retiring. He's having all his organs replaced one at a time. Was yeah. this harvesting don't, don't, Giselle's organs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Sam, okay, we gotta go in a few minutes, but I actually have a a, a question for you coming from Boston, a Boston fan, title town. Yeah, like, you live in New York, but you're a Boston fan. You grew up in New England, uh, but in the '90s, like Boston sucked. Sure. So, what was it like then? Like, like I feel, I feel like Red Sox fans were still sustained through the '90s, even when their team was not winning. Oh yeah. Like, the why? Red Sox. The Red Boston is like the most intense, probably baseball town in the country. I would say. Uh-huh. Like it's even to this day. I mean. The Patriots are pretty popular there, too, but I would say, like, even to this day, it's, like, the Red Sox first and then everything else. Uh And, um, oh, God, I can't remember. Was this one, who's read this one sports article, one thing, once that was, like, Boston's the only town in the country that you walk down the street at 7 o'clock at night and every single person's TV set has the game on. Like, regardless of... You know, right. if people are watching it, it's just the game's always on. Everyone's always watching the game. And it's just, that's what sustained them. It's just, like, really intense. It's just a baseball town. Right. Yeah. I feel like St. Louis is probably that way, but I don't know right. anything else that's close to that. But St. Louis is, like, the Cardinals are consistently good. You know, yeah. like, they win World Series. They compete. They're always in it, you know, at right. at least a little bit. Like, even in the 90s, the Red Sox weren't bad, right? Like, they just weren't, like, the Yankees had their their, their dynasty going. Right. Well, the Red Sox also didn't win a World Series. They didn't win a title for 86 years. So, that's a pretty huge drought. But also, like, you know, like, the Red Sox hat is also kind of the symbol of Boston. Like, they're the two are, they're one and the same. It's not, like... Even people who aren't like sports fans will have like a Red Sox cap or like a Red Sox shirt that they'll just wear on laundry day or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not, and that's not, you know, there's the Celtics have a really great fan. I mean, like the Boston sports fan right. base is great for all of these teams, Celtics but like everybody also, has Red Sox gear, yeah. you know? The Celtics were also like good, like right. good, like, like and the Bruins like, too. And the Bruins, too. Patriots were bad until 2001, and, like, then they're the Red Sox. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, any last thoughts? We gotta wrap this up. What do Mm. you Be good? Don't fuck up mismanagement of your team? I think that you have to, if you're gonna go into a rebuilding stage, you have to, like, pour money into your PR to make sure that, like, your fan base is aware of what you're doing like i feel like there's a certain if you're going to be unsuccessful like record wise you have to be transparent in like a larger front office plan to be successful yeah and you have to communicate that to the fan base otherwise it's got to make sense otherwise and and the white Sox, honestly we're getting a little bit of this of like okay we've been rebuilding for like three years now Right. 
what's what's the plan, guys? We're in the AL Central, like. <laughs> right. Manny Machado doesn't play for us, but his dipshit brother-in-law does. What is Who's that? His brother? Who's his brother-in-law? Yonder Alonzo. Really? Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. He's like, huh. he's like DH. He sucks. Uh, he gets me. He's probably a super nice guy. He's probably like the nicest guy in the world. Why? I get so mad at him. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I just don't want to slander the good name of Yonder. <coughs> A cleanup hitter and DH who hits under 200. Mm. So is he Manny Machado's wife's brother or Manny Machado's sister's husband? Wife's. I think <laughs> wife's brother, but I'd have to look that up. Right. Yeah. Because, like, if he's friends with Manny Machado, he's probably a fucking asshole. That would be <laughs> like, like my thought. I, I know nothing about Yonder Alonzo the man. I just don't like Yonder Alonzo the baseball player. Right. Yeah. And also, you think he may have something to do with the shooting of David Ortiz. No, just no, say no. it. Uh, the, yeah, Joel is going on the record right now and saying that Yonder Alonzo <laughs> is probably involved with the Dominican Mafia and probably put a hit out on David Ortiz. Well, That's what he's saying. Google that. If he's got a summer home in Jupiter, Florida, then we'll know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. One thing we didn't talk about, but we should, is that the voting for the All-Star game is kind of stupid. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think we can all agree on that, yeah. but we'll talk yeah. about that again some other day. Um, for Sam and Jesse, my name is Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check us out. On soundcloud.com slash umpinhemp on Apple iTunes. Tweet at us, check us out on the Facebook page, and check out our Instagram page. Um, if you're a sex bot, check out our Instagram page. Yeah. If you're not a sex bot, what are you doing? Being a sex bot? Sound cool <laughs> career profession. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.